In advance of the adoption of a state budget, which is due on March 31st, Special Olympics New York, which serves more than 40,000 athletes with intellectual and or developmental disabilities, is calling for an additional $1.5 million in state funding to address rising costs and years of flat funding. To discuss the budget request and Special Olympics New York more broadly, we're joined in the Capitol Press Room studio by Stacey Hangsterman, the organization's CEO. Welcome to the show, Stacey. Thank you for having me. So for starters, tell us about Special Olympics New York. For example, what are the services you provide each year and who are they open to? Um, Special Olympics serves 42,000 New Yorkers, people with intellectual differences or developmental differences. Those are our athletes. So we have 42,000 athletes um, across the state. We're one of the largest state programs in the country. And we are a sports organization, so we do competitive, authentic sports, provide that opportunity for people with ID. But more than that, we also have programs in the school. We're doing unified sports in the school, Mm -hmm. and we also do um, health work, health screenings for our athletes. So when I think about the Olympics generally, Mm -hmm. I think about them as this once every four years big occurrence, but it sounds like you're more involved in people's lives on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I love that because that's exactly what people think. When I talk about Special Olympics, they say to me, when is the Special Olympics? They're thinking of it just like you were, that mm-hmm. that big games, you know. And that's how I thought about it, too, before I t- took the job. But we do have those big games. We have three of them, winter, summer, with every sports season and fall. Um, but really, the magic of Special Olympics is when our athletes are training for those games. So they're going to practices two, three times a week in 23 different sports that we offer, or they're doing our program in their schools um, and their sports teams. And how much does it cost each year to keep that up and running? And where does the money come from right now? We do a lot of fundraisers. We have about $11.5 million budget that's grown by about a third over the past few years. And it's really kept up with our strategic plan. Our goal is we need to get more New Yorkers involved in this really life-changing, effective program. So we do get some money from the state. I'd like to say about a third comes from state or federal funding, grant funding, and um, the rest of it we fundraise. Many people might have jumped in cold water for us. Our polar plunges go across the state. We raise millions of dollars from that. Um, We probably do about 100 fundraisers a year. Well, you're looking to get an additional $1.5 million in state funding in the upcoming fiscal year. What happens if you don't get that investment, which I should say for context represents less than 1% of 1% (laughs) of what the final budget will be? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. It is a small amount of money when looking at the state budget, but I just think it's such an effective investment. And, you know, we do raise a lot of funds and we pay for every single thing for our athletes. So people, their uniforms, their equipment, their, when they travel, the travel, the hotels, their food, our athletes don't pay for anything. And that's important. But what's happening is, even though we're raising more money than ever, our state games are our most well-known for. It's what our athletes love to go to, but it's also our most expensive thing. So I'm seeing that we had to last year cut back on how many athletes could qualify. And when I think about what an athlete gets when they get to qualify for state games and they're away from their family or they're away from their group home, they're more independent, they get that social time, they get this healthy um, sports activity that they've been training and competing for. Uh, We do health screenings there. When I have to cut back on having people go to those games really made me think I just don't see that the governor would want us to do that. I would think that she'd want more New Yorkers to be able to have this opportunity, not less. And the costs, the rising costs of transportation and housing and food, even though we're raising more money, we just can't outrun those costs. 
So does $1.5 million added on to what you're getting from the state now, what you're able to fundraise, does that mean that everyone who's interested could get to participate or, or that you could just uh, allow more people to participate? We could allow more people to participate. I love that everyone interested could participate, but remember, Special Olympics is authentic competitive sports. So those that get to go to games are those that have won gold medals and have advanced through that criteria. There are more that can go than we can allow to go. So it would allow all of those that have advanced to be able to go to those games. And we've had to cut back on those games year after year. So we'd like to build them up again and have them be as big as they can be. You mentioned that everything you provide the athletes is free, but in many cases, New Yorkers are forced to dig into their pockets to subsidize a variety of state-funded programs. So why is it important for you to keep that dynamic? Why shouldn't the state games uh, include a cost to the participants and their families? I mean, I think that's just the way Eunice Kennedy Shriver, when their family created Special Olympics over 50 years ago, it was very important to them that costs were not a barrier for participation. And that's just the vision and the mission of Special Olympics, and that's just not going to change. So it is a service a bit to the state, because if you think about it, when an athlete, a person with ID, I have a 19-year-old with Down syndrome who's a Special Olympics athlete, when he went to state games, that was the first time that he's ever stayed away from family. The athletes don't stay with their families. We don't ask for staff to come. We don't ask for families to stay with them. They stay with volunteers, qualified volunteers, our coaches. Um, We take care of all that. So it's a weekend that they get away, that they don't need those traditional supports that they've needed, the respite for their families. Maybe their families are going out to dinner that weekend, getting a chance to not be caregivers and maybe just be a mom and dad. So if someone wants to support Special Olympics New York, learn about it, or or maybe participate, how do they get involved? Well, you can always just go to our website, specialolympicsnewyork.org. We're always looking for volunteers. We really run on the power of our volunteers and coaches. We're always, we have fundraisers, like I said, all across the state. So we would love anyone to financially support. And if you think what we're doing is worthwhile, which I truly do think, you know, the response that we get from New Yorkers, all the money that we fundraise, I feel like it comes in 10s and 20s and people polar plunging. The support for our programs is definitely there. We're just looking for the state to really match what the New Yorkers have been doing for us by donating more money. We're looking for the New York to um, up their investment, which it's been over a decade since they've been able to do that. Governor Hochul has made a a big deal Mm -hmm. about issues like inclusion, and she also uh, appointed a chief disability officer, Kimberly Hill, who we've spoken to uh, on this program. What discussions, if any, have you had about this funding increase with the Hochul administration, and have they seemed receptive? Has Kimberly Hill met with you guys, for example? yeah. Kim Hill is a total game changer. And really, Governor Hochul is a game changer. To have a chief disability officer Um, It's embarrassing that it's taken this long, and I know that was one of her first actions, and she got the right person with Kim Hill. She is a big fan of Special Olympics, as is the commissioner of OPWDD, who now sits on our board. We've met with budget directors, and everybody does support the mission of Special Olympics. There's absolutely no doubt about that, but it's just this time we have to say we just need a little extra support to be able to keep doing what we're doing. We don't want to stop recruiting. We don't want to turn athletes away. They certainly blow up my phone and wait in line to talk to me and say, when can I have my next opportunity? And we want to be able to give them all those opportunities. And I know that Kim and all of them do too. We just have to find a way to do it. And finally, coming back to your own 
personal story. You mentioned your son who has Down syndrome and I believe was a power lifter. Yeah. What did the games mean to him? Um, Alex told me he was not involved in Special Olympics before I took this job five years ago. And that's a really powerful to me because I see how much it's changed his life. He tells me it's changed his life. It's made him have a social life. It's made us be sports parents. We are going, driving him to practices, you know, three times a week. He participates in unified bowling at school. It's made him more confident. When we sit around the holiday table, when everyone else gets to talk about what they do, he gets to talk about being a Special Olympics athlete. He wears his medal. I, he has not gotten a gold medal yet. He wears his bronze medal with pride after he gets it to school. It is a community for him. It's health for him because he, he gets the health screenings too. Um, it's inclusion. And um, I want that for everybody that has someone that they love with an intellectual difference to know that Special Olympics is a community that's there for them. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. We've been speaking with Stacey Hangsterman. They're the president and CEO of Special Olympics New York, which you can find at specialolympics-ny.org. Stacey, thanks so much for visiting us. Thank you so much for having me. Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.